Welcome to The Inner Room, a study where we review highlights on daily scriptures and focus on the instructions and examples they provide to learn mastery of our emotions, to guide us in our spiritual journey, to learn to pray, worship, and listen to God's will for our lives. Hello, this is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and I welcome you to this inner room. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the inner room, Emotions in the Bible. And we would love to hear your questions, your ideas, or your comments. Thank you for joining us today. St. Paul speaks about the importance of preaching the gospel and sharing what Jesus taught him with others and compares our walk on earth to a race that has to be won. Even though he has dedicated his life to preaching the gospel since he meets Jesus on the road to Damascus in a very dramatic way, he says that he drives and trains his body so that the preaching alone won't be the thing that allows him to get into the kingdom of heaven. He doesn't want to be disqualified. Look at the instructions that he gives. If I preach the gospel, this is no reason for me to boast, for an obligation has been imposed on me. And woe to me if I do not preach it. There is an obligation, he feels, to spread the good news and tell people about the story that Jesus came to fulfill the story of salvation and in that telling he is advancing the kingdom of heaven however we can become boastful just because we are saying words about the kingdom of heaven are we actually living them are we actually loving are we implementing them in our lives in our relationships with others so he's very aware that we have to be mindful of the intentions of our heart and not allow the telling of the stories of the life of Jesus and the instructions that he gives to love one another and to love God to be simply words. He wants to make sure that he is training his body to actually put them into action. Are we putting them into action or are we staying comfortably in conversations about God. It's sometimes easier to do that than to implement the actions in the small details of our lives, in the forgiveness of those who are around us instead of holding grudges, in extending ourselves in joyful service instead of complaining about doing chores or taking care of details that are boring in the management and the maintenance of our lives. Are we extending ourselves with patience and with kindness and gentleness? Or are we allowing anger and impatience to rule the way we behave with others that are around us? For many, it's not easy to talk about God. In fact, I have now sons that are in college and they tell me how few people around them speak about God, believe in God, or guide their lives in any way that is divinely ordained. 
they think that progress has made them look at other philosophies in the world to guide their actions. And they think that thinking about the gospel is outdated. So for some of the young people in the world right now, there's a real struggle about standing up in grace, in the kingdom of heaven that is already amongst us. And they require that we pray for them and that we find ways that they can have connectivity amongst each other and remain faithful in their in their walk because many of the conversations in the colleges are not really focused on God even though colleges started really as a way to search for God and understand God's workings in the world they were theology colleges so for some of us perhaps talking about God is easier than putting into practice the commands that he gives us but for many, it's not easy to talk about God. There are parts of the world where talking about God is persecuted as well. So let us count ourselves blessed for being able to speak about God. Let us pray that God helps us to put those instructions that the Bible gives us to live our lives aligned with the will of God. And let us take a look at the beautiful psalm for today. This psalm for today is actually a beautiful song that sometimes is sung in church. It's Psalm 84, and perhaps you have heard it. Oh, how lovely is your dwelling place. My soul is yearning for your home, my Lord. Oh, how lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord, my soul yearns for your home. I know that I have enjoyed singing that psalm very much, because this yearning of our soul is the ultimate yearning. We can satisfy it in small ways in our walk through life, through the pleasures of life, but we know that those pleasures don't satisfy. Otherwise, we wouldn't see people that are very successful like Robin Williams or Anthony Bourdain or Kate Spade committing suicide. They had everything that money could buy. They had success and fame, and yet in ways they were not emotionally or spiritually fit and they found a place at the end of their life that they really couldn't reconcile. This yearning for God, for living in the dwelling place where God is, actually having God invited to dwell inside of us, in our hearts, so that from there God is guiding us and directing us. That inclination, that invitation is what gives meaning to all of life. And those that don't find that, that don't respond to God's invitation, can lose their way. So let us pray the psalm for today to remind ourselves that we long for God and only in Him we rest. St. Augustine says that so beautifully in his autobiography that he writes. The psalm says, Even the sparrow finds a home, and the swallow a nest, in which she puts her young. 
your altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. Blessed they who dwell in your house continually, they praise you. Blessed the men whose strength you are, their hearts are set upon the pilgrimage. For a sun and a shield is the Lord God. Grace and glory he bestows. The Lord withholds no good thing from those who walk in sincerity. I just find this lovely as a psalm to remind ourselves that all the yearnings of our earthly life can only be fulfilled in a relationship that is eternal because a part of us has that spark of eternity. In the Gospel reading, Jesus says that a blind person cannot blind cannot guide another blind person because both of them will end up falling into a pit. So when we are trying to share the news that are contained in the Gospel, we have to be reminded of our own ability to maintain our sight in God. So that is why it's best to walk in twos. Jesus sends the disciples in twos when he sends them to spread the gospel because we can keep checks on each other because we can keep each other on the on the on the road it's easy to take steps outside of the road because we feel comfortable or uncomfortable because we feel annoyed or we just get distracted so when we are trying to understand the gospel of god and see what guidance it gives us in leaving in the things of the world behind and leading lives that are aligned with the divine perspective. We have to approach this job with humility. Jesus says, Why do you notice the splinter in your brother's eye, but you do not perceive the wooden beam in your own? How can you say to your brother, Let me remove that pl- splinter in your eye, when you do not even notice the wooden beam in your own eye. You hypocrite, remove the beam first in your eye and then you'll see clearly to remove the splinter in your brothers. Jesus is so direct and he doesn't mince words. He reminds us that no matter what the work we are doing, no matter where we are doing it, we have to have self-reflection. That is why at the end of the day it's very good to have an examination of our actions through the day and ask ourselves a couple of simple questions. Where did I love? Where did I advance the work of God? Where did I feel God? So one question about God and love. And then another question about where we might have failed to either see God or to love. In what ways did we harm others by our actions or our neglect? And then after we've done these two steps, make a proposition for doing something better tomorrow to improve something where we fail today. So it's very important to count the victories as well as the failures because every day we're trying to do something slightly better and not because we can do it on our own because there are so many things that we keep trying and we keep faltering on because we are weak. That is why also it's important to walk the path with others and to, not, and to remember that it takes a tribe, a team, a band of brothers and sisters to enter into battle and that we don't enter it alone, that we pray for one another, that we intercede for one another, that we lay hands on one another 
when we feel that we are weary or that we need strength or direction from one another. None of us are ever going to be in a perfect emotional, spiritual, physical, or mental state. So we are in it together. So let us pray. Father, you have built us as a community so that we can reach out to one another as we pine and yearn for your dwelling place. We ask that you remove the blinders from our eyes and that you help us to see ourselves as you see us in the truth of who we are and that you give us the joy and the truth that are given to those who want to spread the gospel. And the gospel is simply that we shall love one another as you love us. We ask for this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Mm -hmm.